JC Corcoran Podcast. When the long, long, long awaited Avatar, The Way of Water, which gave the director, the producer, Jim Cameron, another opportunity to do what he loves to do more than anything else drowning Kate Winslet. The sequel to Avatar, it's the most expensive movie ever made. Disney spent $2 billion on this movie. Just to break even, all of Nick Cannon's kids had to see Avatar four times. <laughs> and they did, I guess. James Cameron is not here, uh, by the way, tonight. You know, you know a show is too long when even James Cameron can't sit through it. <laughs> Some of the cynics are saying Jim Cameron isn't here because he didn't get a Best Director nomination. And uh, while I find that very hard to believe about a man of such deep humility. He does have a point. I mean, how does the Academy not nominate the guy who directed Avatar? What do they think he is, a woman? <laughs> what a... Thank you, ladies. It was some year for diversity and inclusion. We have nominees from every corner of Dublin. Five Irish actors are nominated tonight, which means the odds of another fight on stage just went way up. <laughs> and while we're on the subject of diversity, I want to say, especially those of you watching at home, there are a number of excellent films and performances that were not nominated tonight that are very worthy of your time if you haven't seen them, as is a small independent film called Top Gun Maverick, the movie that saved the movies. Everyone loved Top Gun, everybody. I mean, Tom Cruise with his shirt off and that beach football scene, L. Ron Hubba Hubba, you know what I'm saying? You know, Tom and James Cameron didn't show up tonight. The two guys who insisted we go to the theater didn't come to the theater. And the Oscar goes to... Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my mom is 84 years old, and she's at home watching. Mom, I just want an Oscar. My journey started on a boat. I spent a year in a refugee camp, and somehow I ended up here on Hollywood's biggest stage. They say stories like this only happen in the movies. I cannot believe it's happening to me. This, this is the American dream. And now, Hugh Grant and Andy McDowell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to be here. It is lovely. Uh, we're actually here to do two things. The first is to raise awareness about the vital importance of using a good moisturizer. <laughs> Andy has been wearing one every day for the last 29 years. I've never used one in my life. Still stunning. Uh, basically a scrotum. Before he was cut off, uh, the Avatar visual uh, team asked me to announce that if anyone's interested, the visual effects after party is at CGI Fridays. 
Anyone who's ever received a text message from their father knows how important editing is. Editors <laughs> do amazing things. Editors can turn 44,000 hours of violent insurrection footage into a respectful sightseeing tour of the Capitol. I'm just getting warmed up. Happy to see you again. Don't be nervous, don't be rocky, you're our teenage guest is jockey now. And let me begin by wishing you a beautiful look. Did that voice inside you say, I've heard it all before? It's like deja vu all over again. Monday, March 13th, 2023. 17 days until opening day. How you doing, kids? You are at jcontheline.com. Let me just start with Jimmy Kimmel last night. You know, up until about, I don't know, maybe three years ago, I never watched Kimmel. I never really got off on it. I didn't uh, I didn't appreciate a lot of the work he did, like on the uh, man show. I thought that stuff was so juvenile and just all that burp and fart stuff with Adam Carolla, who I find really really obnoxious if i was a prostitute adam carolla is the guy that i would not want to see on the other side of the door if i showed up and had to have sex with somebody so i never really appreciated it but then i I just started noticing things that were popping up on facebook clips that would show up and then i had a long talk with eric mink our old buddy Eric Mink, and he was like, oh, no, Kimmel's uh, monologues are great, and his set pieces are great, and the pre-produced stuff is good. You really should be watching this. So I started watching it, and now i got to tell you, even though I'm a major, major Colbert fan, um, I never miss Kimmel. I never miss him, and especially the monologue. Now, last night, Jimmy Kimmel put on a clinic as to how to host that show. He was damn near perfect last night i was really really impressed because it's a certain type of show it's a certain type of audience you have to have a certain kind of writers and you can get your cracks in and get your social commentary in you can get your digs in to whoever it is you want to mess with you can get all that stuff in but 99 percent of it has got to be about all these egomaniacs who are sitting there looking at you from the audience going um this is our night not yours Yours is here to keep the whole thing going. You do your little cutesy cutesy, uh, monologue thing at the beginning of the show and then get the fuck out of the way and let us have our big night. And that's what he did last night. It's not a gig that I would necessarily want, but, you know, I'm not going to be asked anyhow, so don't worry about it. But I thought Kimmel was just great last night. The pre-show was really sort of dippy. And when I watched it, I thought that Hugh Grant was just sort of boring. And I've often said that, you know, don't always assume that because somebody is a fantastic actor or actress, or if somebody can hit a ball 490 feet out of the ballpark, that that person is going to necessarily be interesting when they don't have a script in front of them. And that's what I thought had happened. But then I found out later that there was some eye rolling and stuff like that. Hugh Grant was just being a dick. He was just being a dick. That's all there was. And, you know, Ashley Graham, that is a beautiful woman. And Vanessa Hudgens, that is a beautiful woman. 
you know, they were doing the pre-show and everything. These these women, though, these women, and the men for that matter, but especially the women, it's not so much that they are dressed for the show as much as they are assembled. You can't have one of these shows without there being some sort of major controversy, and this one seems to be Angela Bassett, who lost to Jamie Lee Curtis. If that's how you want to look at it, you don't really lose to somebody else. You just don't win. I've said this a million times. I've got a bunch of awards sitting here on the shelf, and they're nice. And as I always say, awards are great if you get them. It means nothing if you don't. First of all, there's so much politics involved in awards. There's a couple of organizations in St. Louis, broadcast organizations, that I know I'm never going to win. <laughs> people, with, people with a fraction of the experience or the success that I've had in the almost 40 years that I've been on the radio in St. Louis, yeah, people get awards. They got awards 10 years ago. I'm never going to get those awards. I understand there's politics involved. They're great if you get them. We're talking awards. They're great if you get them. If you don't get them, it means absolutely nothing. Now, it's a little different when you're a major motion picture star and you're known all over the world and it affects your career. Yeah, I suppose that is a, carries a little more weight. But here's the thing. A message to Angela Bassett. Sometimes you don't win. Sometimes you deserve to win and you still don't win. That's true in Hollywood. It's true in Little League. It's true everywhere. And, you know, to a large extent, you were just uh, in the wrong place at the wrong time because Hollywood wanted to give an award for the cumulative career of Jamie Lee Curtis this year. And so they did. They're not supposed to do that, but they do it anyhow. We all know that they do it. You're in the wrong place at the wrong time. How'd you like to be a, um, a tremendous, a tremendous first baseman in the minor leagues back in the 1950s and you can hit and you can field and gosh, I love the Cardinal organization and I ain't never going to get a chance because this is a guy by the name of Musial who's playing the first base and I think he's going to be there a long time, and so I'm screwed. I'm never going to get the opportunity. There is such a thing as being in the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't know if I could add one more important personal observation. Remember all the people who were telling you that The Fablemans was this amazing movie? And remember all these people who told you that Babylon was this amazing movie? And I told you that they both stayed. Dink. I mean, there's an example right there. Steven Spielberg had a string of the biggest motion picture box office successes for decades and didn't win anything. And finally, finally, Schindler's List came along and now they love him. And so they give him a nomination for a movie that blew Donkey and Babylon. I'm sorry. I, I It's amazing that they let her on stage last night to be a presenter because, man, that was one of the most misguided motion picture projects I've ever seen. I don't know what they were trying to do, but whatever it was, it didn't work. So the big winner, Everything Everywhere All at Once, won the most Oscars, uh, 7 out of 11, Best Picture All at Once. Brendan Fraser wins. And by the way, it's Fraser, not Fraser. He wins for The Whale, although he looked like he was going to drop dead on stage during his acceptance speech. Jesus. Uh, John Travolta got very choked up introducing the death segment, the obituary reel, because he was making reference to Olivia Newton-John. And when they ran that reel, by the way, where the hell was Anne Hayes? Where the hell was Paul Sorvino and even Gilbert Gottfried, for that matter? And that seems to happen every year. They always miss two or three people. And it's like, do you have a computer? Do you have a smartphone? Google it! 
who died last year in motion pictures. They'll give you the whole list. How do you miss three people? Paul fucking Sorvino. When we go on the air on the new radio station, by the way, we're going to do the uh, Sunday Oldies show and one of the, you know, I do a lot of uh, features on that show, Fab Four Motown Moment, and I've added a new one. It's going to be called the Director's Cut, and it's going to be a song from back in the day that was part of a motion picture soundtrack, maybe like Viva Las Vegas or something like that. So this morning I get up and somebody sends a list of all of the, well, these are songs that made it to the uh, Billboard Hot 100, as they call it. Staying Alive from Saturday Night Fever, Call Me, Blondie from American Gigolo, here. I Will Always Love You from The Bodyguard, Night Fever, Flash Dance, Eye of the Tiger from Rocky Three. How Deep Is Your Love? We're not going to play Bee Gees songs, by the way. I'm just reading it from the list. Everything I Do, I Do For You, Brian Adams from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That song did not belong in that movie, by the way. And a, a damn good one, and you might remember a very, very early Early Brooke Shields movie called Endless Love. I think that was directed by Franco Zeffirelli. Does that sound familiar? I think so. Uh, Diana Ross and Lionel Richie did that one. By the way, Chloe Fineman on Saturday Night Live did her Jamie Lee Curtis impression. It was really good. And Jamie Lee Curtis, by the way, liked it a lot. Jamie Lee Curtis is an example of one of those actresses. Is I don't really like her movies. I mean, I think she was good in Trading Places, but that was, what, 40 years ago? I don't like those uh, Halloween things and everything. But I really like her. And interviewing her in person was a blast. The A-List Interview with JC and the Morning Show Graham. Jamie Lee Curtis. I do have an incredible meter to register whether somebody is being genuine or not. I can see it coming a mile away. All right, at some point during this interview, tell me whether I'm full of shit or not, okay? Well, you're not, and you can tell right off the bat. There's no ulterior motive here that you have a conception of somebody. It's different. You're man enough to say you were wrong. I mean, it's right away you're a person who you can trust. Kiss me. Kiss me, baby, now. (laughs) See what I mean? How fun is she? Oh, (laughs) but... <laughs> Bill Maher had a great joke about the Oscars. I know the rain is bad, but hey, we're excited because it's Hollywood and this is Oscar weekend. This is our big... Oh, I know. Yeah, oh, I don't know if this is good with the Oscars, but it's going to be an interesting show. A little different this year. Uh, this year on the red carpet, they're asking, who are you slapping? <laughs> No, actually, you know what? No red carpet. For the first time in 60 years, they're changing. It's going to be a white carpet. Yes, because that was the problem with the Oscars, the rug. I mean, we... I love it, but we make such a big... I'll be in San Francisco performing that night. I'm not even watching that fucking thing. But, uh, it'll be a better show. Uh, but, but honestly, we make such a big deal. And could you even name what was Best Picture last year? You know, you win, and it's a big deal, and then you disappear. Like Kamala Harris. Well, it was Kamala Harris, but he does a lot of work in Vegas, so he's thinking of Harris because, you know, maybe, I don't know. Oh, and then Bill Maher had one joke that actually might have been better. I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm, there's one person I am rooting for. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Maverick is up for best picture. I wasn't crazy about the movie, but I want to see a guy get up there and go, I want to thank Xenu. The other big story, the Battlehawks. 
38,300 and some change. And it was so much fun. You know, the announcers couldn't even be heard. You couldn't hear what they were saying in the booth. And they kept saying, you can't believe how loud it is in here. And keep in mind, it was only two-thirds full. If this continues, they're going to have to open up the entire upper deck. They were even saying if uh, the Battlehawks make it into the playoffs, which is it appears that that will occur, and they got to play. I would not want to be a team coming into the Dome right now from the other side. I would not want to be that team. But again, you you said a lot of people being interviewed and they're like, yeah, we will stick it to Stan Kroenke. Well, we were talking about this last week. For the guys, Stan Kroenke is like a girl that you dated and she doesn't even remember you. Stan Kroenke didn't care about us when he was here for 20 years. Why do you think he would care about us now? Now, if you're the NFL, you're probably watching this going, yeah, maybe we should have figured out some way to make that work, huh? It's a really different looking fan base, too. They get a lot of shots of people in the crowd. It's a much younger group. It's a much less sophisticated group. And I'm not saying that as a criticism. It's just a different group. A lot younger and a lot more, uh, you know, down to earth, I guess you would say. Remember when you used to go to a Rams game and the tickets are so fucking expensive. You look around, everybody was from town and country and Ladue and Chesterfield and places like that. You know, the Battlehawks crowd, that's an Afton crowd right there. And they're loud. Oh, and by the way, by the way, they they I should have got the shot of this. Oh, maybe I can still go back as it's still on the DVR. Remember that story I was telling you a long time ago about uh, somebody had given me some pretty good Rams tickets once. And we were sitting down in the corner right about the goal line and only about two or three rows back. And there's a guy in front of me and one on the other side of the aisle. And this guy was wearing a hollowed out watermelon on his head. And the juice of the watermelon was running down his neck and down the back of his shirt and everything. It was just absolutely disgusting. And I and I never understood it's the St. Louis Rams. What's that got to do with a fucking watermelon? I've never understood that. I somebody said, "Oh, there's something online about watermelons." It's like, "Yeah, that's a pretty obscure reference." And if you're going to do something that says, "Hey, everybody look at me," I think there's better ways to do it than having a uh, hollowed out watermelon on your head. At least put some paper towels in there or something like that so the juice isn't running down your neck. For God's sakes, it was disgusting. Well, yesterday, they got a shot of that guy. He was right there. I could see him. I, I spotted him right away. And he was sitting in about the same position, the same seats. And, of course, you had to have the defense guy. Gosh, that was funny in 1973. Jeez, why don't you dress up like Spuds McKenzie? And that caca thing, I don't know who started that, but it caught on immediately. I couldn't believe all the shirts and hooded sweatshirts and everything like that with the Battlehawks and caca. What's going on, man? i tell you, this is fun. And it's totally illogical. It doesn't mean anything. You know, we don't have the storied history, the NFL. You don't have these rivalries that have been going on for 70 years. It's not the football sport of record. The NFL always is going to be, but there's just something fun about this. <laughs> and then St. Louis FC, we're going to try to go 4-0 and on Saturday. Let's look at that weather. I know the weather. This is going to be a shit week for weather. Just look at this real quick here. St. Louis. Yep, there it is. High 39, low 23. Now that could very easily change. Between now and Saturday, they could change that forecast to sunny with a high of 65. But right now, 39 and 23. But at least the rain will be over. There's going to be a lot of rain on Thursday and Friday in the area. At least it'll dry out by then. Weather is not looking 
promising here for the immediate future. Oh, and uh, speaking of football, the latest rumor going around the NFL is that you know somebody's got to replace Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. The name now that is circulating is Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield could be the new quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks. I watched two more episodes of Daisy Jones and the Six. They dropped three new episodes on Friday night. Uh, the series is holding up. It's very, very entertaining and compelling to watch, and I've become a fan immediately. The music also seems to be getting a little better. That was one of my complaints about the first couple of episodes. Very, very impressed with Jenna Ortega, who I'd never even heard heard of before because i don't watch that wednesday series she has on um whatever it streams i don't know if it's amazon or netflix whatever it is but uh she hosted saturday night live that is a talented woman that is a very very talented woman i cannot wait to see everything she does from now on stock market's been open for a couple of hours now i'm afraid to look at this well maybe not I was very concerned about this uh, bank failure out in California over the weekend. Stock market's up 198 points right now. But they're saying because of the whole cluster here on interest rates, this uh, bank in California might not be the last one to go belly up. If you're into March Madness, which I am not until it gets down to about the uh, maybe the last 16 teams or so, then I start you know cheering for the underdog. They're estimating that 10 billion with a B, $10 billion is going to be bet on March Madness related stuff. Our old pal DJ Don Johnson is having a birthday today. He is the big 7-2 today and still in absolutely fighting shape. And it was 10 years ago today, 2013, that about 3.30 in the morning I got in my car loaded, loaded full of stuff, my computer, change of clothes, stuff like that, headed for Houston, Texas for the big gig down there. Four months after I started, I began hearing rumors that they were going to change the format, and it took him a couple of months to get around to it, but they finally did it, and uh, they flipped it to hip-hop, and unless I wanted to change my name to Jay-Z, I was SOL. They fired everybody, and they, the, I'm talking about everybody, right down to the janitor, and, and brought in the hip-hop crowd. I was sitting within three feet of Tracy Lords on this date back in 1990 in Baltimore. The movie was Cry Baby. John Waters' movie shoots him in Baltimore, so that's where we went. Got to see the uh, River Walk or whatever they call that there. And uh, interviewed Johnny Depp, John Waters, Tracy Lords, who copped out on the whole thing because this was right after she went clean, if you will. And uh, she tried to tell me that she didn't remember anything about her adult motion picture career she she was so whacked out on drugs and alcohol that she had no memory of it whatsoever and i was like yeah right apparently it's all come back to her though now because she wrote a book about it in 2009 instead of heading back to st louis immediately after a trip to jupiter florida for spring training i decided to go in the other direction headed down to the florida keys which was my second time there the first one they did a james bond movie one of those ones with timothy dalton and they did the uh, film junket you know where all the reporters come in and do the interviews and they uh, shot it down there but i didn't get a chance to see much of the place this time Got the scooters and the whole thing, and the Florida Keys will definitely be another spot. Now, there's a ferry that you can get on. The ferry leaves out of 
know, something like Sarasota or something, which is about an hour and a half, two hours away. And you can uh, hop on the boat and it'll take you to the Florida Keys. And I even think there's one where you just drive your car out onto the boat. It's like that ferry up in Alton. Haven't done it yet, but it's definitely on the list of things to do. 27 people were injured this week after they were told to spring ahead and fall back. <laughs> One of my favorite clips to play every year. Get to play it. So now we wait and see if these legislators can get around to keeping this permanent. A new poll found 21% of Americans want to keep shifting the clocks twice a year. Why? 62% of us want to stop and just pick daylight saving time or standard time. 17% have not made up their mind. Springing forward means we're in daylight saving time and the sun sets an hour later and there's a nice side effect, less crime. A home security system company just looked at property crime rates specifically between 5 and 7 p.m. Robberies and muggings are down as well as stolen cars, theft of car parts like catalytic converters, thefts from buildings, property damage, breaking into cars to steal stuff, and shoplifting. All of those crimes are down during daylight saving time. All right, late night tonight, Bob Odenkirk and Paris Hilton on with Jimmy Fallon. Kimmel's got Owen Wilson, Christina Ricci, and Jen Psaki on with Colbert. It is James Corden with Sarah Michelle Geller, and John Oliver pops up with Seth Meyers. Jussie Smollett, or Smollett, or who cares? Anatomy of a hoax. That's on Fox Nation tonight. Scream 6 won the box office with a series best opening of $44.5 million. You already know the schedule of tip-off times for March Madness, so we won't go through that. Birthdays today, the girl with the smirk from the 2018 Olympics, the gold medal skier Michaela Schifrin, 28. Adam Clayton, that would be the basis for you, too, is 63. Dana Delaney, still looking pretty damn good at 67. Charo is 72. <laughs> yeah, sure she is. Try 172. William H. Macy, great actor, 73. Neil Sadaka, boy, there's one. There's a blast from the past. Let's see, Calendar Girl, Happy Birthday, Sweet 16. Breaking Up is hard to do. Kama, kama, dam, dooby, doob, dam, dam. Is uh, 84 today. It was on this date in 1781 that a guy by the name of William Herschel discovered Uranus. Now, I took an interplanetary space and science course in college. It was one of my electives, and I've always been into astronomy and just all that sort of stuff. And my instructor was pronouncing it Uranus. He kept saying Uranus. And after about the third time, this was the very first uh, day of class with this guy. And after about the third time, everybody started giggling, and he, he must have this must happen all the time to him. And he sort of looked up. He goes, oh, you guys are laughing because I'm saying Uranus. What sounds weirder to you, Uranus or Uranus? And he never made reference to it again. Clapton left the Yardbirds on this date in 65. In 82, this was 41 years ago, T.J. Hooker, the Shad, Heather Lockler, Adrian Zemed debuted on ABC. 35 years ago today, 1988, John Holmes who estimated that he had sex with over 10,000 women died of AIDS-related stuff. That was in 88. My Cousin Vinny was released on this date in 92. You'll be happy to know 
that America's collective IQ might be dropping for the first time in nearly a century. It goes up usually about three points per decade. They didn't look at what's causing it, but they suggested it might have to do with our education system. Gosh, you think? That said, it's not just happening here. Separate studies have found IQs might be dropping globally. Some people point to pollution, changes in our diet, and our relatively new obsession with phones and social media. Good news for anybody trying to get one of those March Madness vasectomies this month. A new study finds your odds of ending up with chronic scrotal pain are much lower than experts thought. It's only about one in 1,000. So unfortunately, if your wife reads this, you're not going to be able to get away with it. An American woman was busted after trying to bring about 20 pounds of weed into Jamaica. When she was caught, she told the customs officer she wanted to show her friends how much better how much better American weed was. 25-year-old woman in New York noticed that her company posted a job listing for the same job she does, but for $90,000 more than she was making. So she applied. She has not heard back. I'll keep my eye on this story to see how it might be resolved. In a poll, 49% of people who live with a partner say they've been distracted enough by snoring and having the covers stolen from them that they'd consider sleeping in separate beds if it meant they could get better sleep. And I love this story. There was a story from World War II where the makers of condoms during World War II started making giant-sized condoms. And I'm not talking about these Magnum things that you can buy which are just a marketing ploy anyhow, because you can buy, you know, a 50 cent rubber from a gas station and trust me, it'll get the job done. It'll fit. Okay. Those things stretch a lot. I don't care how big you are, how big you claim to be. It's, It's all marketing, but we didn't know that back then in the 1940s. So somebody in the United States military, somebody at the Pentagon said, start making just enormous fucking condoms, just, you know, the size of a salami. And then, as the airplanes in World War II would fly over Germany and drop basically care packages for American soldiers, they deliberately dropped some behind enemy lines, knowing that the Germans would break into these things and look and go, what are they dropping? Oh, here's some uh, oatmeal, here's some powdered milk, here's uh, this, here's that. Oh, condoms, just in case uh, the American soldiers encounter, uh, you know, some nice German women hanging out at a local pub or something like that. And they opened them up, and there were these (laughs) huge condoms. And the Germans were like, what the fuck? And the Pentagon was just doing it to mess with them. I mean, it was a beautiful idea. It was just a great idea. So now, maybe a descendant of the guy who came up with that idea came up with SEAL Team 6. And they did that. They got the name because they wanted to confuse the Soviet Union. There were only two Navy SEAL teams when it was established in 1979, but the Pentagon wanted the Soviet intelligence to think that there were more. Yeah, but I stayed up late last night watching the Oscars. Jimmy Kimmel pounded Will Smith in the opening monologue. Not as bad as Will's son's friend pounded Jada. Good morning, everybody. And Brendan Fraser, as we said, won Best Actor for The Whale. I don't know, I think the best acting job this year was Tucker Carlson for Stolen Election. And with that, the J.C. Corcoran Podcast for Monday, March 13th, 2023 is in the can. 17 days until opening day. We're here every weekday morning at 11. Please spread the word. 
If you can, you can contact me. Email jc at jconline.com. Facebook, The Showgram with JC Crockwood. Have a great day in the meantime. Beating this one to death. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. The JC Corcoran Podcast.